Today, I've got an amazing interview for you, uh, where I really just pull the golden nuggets out of the head of this guy. Uh, he didn't know what was coming because my interviewing tactics are so awesome. They they blend social engineering and uh, just the innate awesomeness that I am and have and possess in my own being of myself. That uh, yeah, he he was not ready for that much awesomeness just coming straight full at him. But uh, we able we were able through this interview to bring out some necessary information for you so that you can figure out how to social engineer and win by doing that in social engineering your way to winning. So let's do this. Hit it, James. I'm Brad Johnson, and I'm turning losers like you into winners like me. The Brad Johnson Show. With your host, Brad Johnson. Get ready to start winning. And now your host, Brad Johnson. I am your host, Brad Johnson, here. Uh, not with me today is uh, James Kirkland. He is the assistant to the host, but he's not here because I'm just doing a quick intro to this awesome interview because, you know, <laughs> I don't want the banner to get in the way of this amazing interview because you guys need to hear it right now so that you can start changing your life for the better because I'm turning losers like you into winners like me through um, interviews like this with experts in the field. Uh, we only do top-notch folks around here, as you can tell from any past episodes that you may or may not have listened to, uh, which if there are any that you have not listened to, you need to fix that right away or else you're losing. <laughs> so let's just all agree on that right right now. Anyway, okay, so social engineering, it's, it's, uh, it's a thing. It is uh, very important. And we're going to learn what it is, how to use it in business and your life and everywhere in between to make sure that you win and don't lose. All right, so on the show, I'm going to help you salvage the records that is your life through the my tried and true answers that are guaranteed to change your life, maybe even for the better. But before we get to this awesome interview with my good friend Chris, it's time for a word from our sponsor. Alright, so if you are sick of those ads, remember you too can sponsor this show. Just send an email to bradjohnsonshow at gmail.com and we'll make it happen. Because, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, it's 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 a crowded thing to try and get on the Brad Johnson Show, but, you know, give it a shot. You never know. Just getting your, uh, the name of your business right on this show can, can change your life. Uh, literally, believe me, because uh, it's true. Alright. My guest today is extremely qualified to talk about this particular subject, since he himself is a master social engineer himself. He's also a fellow podcast host of the Social Engineer Podcast. That's at uh, social-engineer.com. Gotta, gotta get that dash in there. And he's pretty darn good at it, too, the whole podcast host. Um, he's also been a conference speaker, a panel leader, an interviewer, and a TEDx talker. All things that I've also accomplished, but, you know, he, he did pretty good himself. But today, we're not talking about me. No, today we're talking with my good friend, Chris. Chris, how are you doing today, my man? We're, we're, we're good friends. Oh, dude. Uh, well, you know, we met at that one conference and uh, it was, uh, you yeah, know, I, I felt like we really hit it off. I think, uh, you know, the you kind of social engineered your way into my circle. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, good to be here, man. Yeah, good, good to be here. Yeah, no, I'm so, I'm so glad you can make the time. I know you're a, you're a busy guy. You got a ton of stuff going on. I mean, you're you're penetrating and testing people uh, and like companies and stuff. Like it's it's pretty awesome to to, to be uh, doing that sort of thing in that kind of field. No, no, I appreciate it, Brian. Uh, maybe Brad, Brad, Brad. Yes, Brad, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um. 
<laughs> okay, so Chris, uh, first we gotta get we gotta get this out of the way. I've heard that in order to keep yourself like more secure, because you're you're all about the security stuff, right? Um, that you've actually deleted your last name. Now, what is what is life <laughs> like living that way with with no last name? Um, I I don't I don't know where you heard that. No, I, I haven't deleted my last name. I, I well, still have I heard a last you did, name, Chris. Actually, no, um, no, I still have. So it. I'm like, how how do people keep track? Because there's a lot of Chris's out there. I mean, there's Chris Pine, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Chris uh, Evans, like all kinds of Chris's. So then you're just another Chris. I, I often get confused with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, oh. We we look <laughs> so identical, especially with our shirts off. Yeah. So um, I, you know that 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 is a problem for me. Oh, I totally get that. I I get mixed up with with Jack celebrities all the time too. Yeah, kind of annoying, but you know, a little flattering at the same time. I think it's actually more probably flattering for them, wouldn't you think? <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, uh, I I have my last name, so I, I don't get confused too often. But but okay, thanks for the well, question. Uh, I I kind of liked it the other way. Uh, anyway, so Chris, you're very secure. Um, that's kind of one of your one of your things. People know you for like you're constantly harping on being more secure and getting other people more secure. So what does that look like in your life? I mean, are we talking you know guard dogs around the house, uh, twelve foot fences? Like what what are we looking at? No, uh, no, no. I, I I have a dog. Yeah, I, I do. Okay. I love my dog, and Pretty she's vicious. quite large. I have a okay. English Mastiff. Bigger the better. Um, yeah, you know, bigger. Yeah, very big, very large dog. Mm. Um, I have a security system in my house, you know. But I live a normal life. I don't live in a bunker somewhere. I I don't have you know laser beams surrounding my house and a moat. <laughs> I just you know live in a normal right, yeah. normal place. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I totally get not living in a bunker. The Wi-Fi is terrible <laughs> in bunkers. Yeah, yeah, not good at all. I, I, no. I, well, I don't know about that. I've never really lived in a bunker, but I would imagine it would be terrible. And I definitely like being not in a bunker. I like yeah, sunshine. I did a, I did a six-week bunker meditation retreat, and <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really hard to get Wi-Fi in there. It was it was bad. But uh, sounds you know, horrible. I, Oh, I came out the other end, though, just uh, enlightened, I think it was. Um, Did you really? Yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, when you when you turn off the devices and uh, because you're forced to and there's just no Wi-Fi, um, just kind of the, the thought process that you can have. Like, I came up with so many great po- social media posts, like just having to think about them and not actually being able to write them down. So <laughs> it's it pretty awesome. Wait, you're, so you, you spent six weeks meditating without the Internet about social media? Yeah, no, it was it was great. I um, think you might have missed missed the point. Brian. Uh, my uh, my Brian, guru was Brian. pretty pretty proud of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, so Chris, um, I, I like I like your take on security. Um, yeah, you're you know without the laser beams and stuff sounds a little boring, but but still, uh, I tell you what, <laughs> I I don't want anyone stealing my identity. Um, so do you know how much money uh, somebody could make off of like my identity if they were me, like? <laughs> If they stole my identity, it would, uh, it would, it would be a lot. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say how much, but it's it's like a lot, like millions, like maybe, maybe even billions. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but if you we went out on a limb, I'd say it'd be between like 7.4 and 7.1 billion, somewhere in in there. Uh, so yeah, identity theft, big deal. Uh, got it, got to prevent it. Um, so uh, in order to do something like identity theft, um, wh- what is like the steps you see, you know, the bad guys doing that we can protect ourselves against? Because as entrepreneurs with a lot of money, we, that's something we got to worry about. Well, well, let's think about this. Let's think about this, Brad. Most people I know that are named Brad were born in, in August. Uh, is that true for you? Wow. How, how did you know that? Yeah. Well, so like the 14th, like my aunt. What? <laughs> that's... <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, you sound really young. And so you're probably no more than like 32. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, example like that, I now own $7.4 billion because I have your name and your date of birth and I already wow. had your social before we even got on this call. So, wow. <laughs> There's a reason you are the expert here, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that that is incredible. I, I don't know how you did that. That was that was amazing. <laughs> so cool. So cool. I did oh, write man. the book on it. So, you know. Wow. Yeah, that's and that's that's a, literally a thing. You're not you're not just joking around. No, no, not at all. Wow. So that man, if we weren't such good friends, I'd be kind of worried with you having all that information on me. Yeah, but <laughs> I think you should be worried. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, anyway, uh, so Chris, <laughs> like that was amazing. Uh, you just basically like social engineer me, right? Like that was that was some some first class stuff. Yeah, yeah. You want to know what it was, so I figured instead of defining it like I normally do, I should just show it to you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and like they say, a word picture is worth uh, a thousand words. So, um, but for speaking of words, social engineering are two of them. What what would you say to the people who've never heard of this concept before? Like, what is social engineering? Well, I, I define it as any action or any act that that gets a person to take an action that may or may not be in their best interest, because it could be positive and negative. Mm, yeah, definitely. And uh, with great power comes uh, great wealth a lot of the time. So uh, you gotta gotta keep that in mind. But tell me, Chris, what is the craziest thing that you've ever gotten like using your uh, ninja social engineering skills? Like we're talking about a car, like <laughs> a new house, like bumped up to first class, like just kind of smoothed your way in there. Well, I did get bumped up to first class a few times using it, so nice. that, that was that was quite nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So for for the people out there who don't know, like you know, we I we know like as experts in this field, like, and I don't have to worry about it with my own private jet, you know, getting first class. Like I just, I own first class. So, uh, but for somebody who's having to fly commercial like a dud, like how what are, what are kind of those those uh, those tricks to get up there? Well, I, I'm sure, you know, you, you would not be able to, to understand this because it involves being very nice to people, um, suspending your ego, you know, which is a big thing for, for many who who you probably can't really understand this, but some of, you, some of your listeners could. Um, and when you suspend your ego and you treat people kindly and compassionately and respectfully, uh, they want to do nice things for you. And I find that when you do that and then you make a request, people are oftentimes uh, very kind and they want to help you better your life and better your circumstances. And mm. I found that to be a, a nice way for people to offer a gift. And I got bumped up okay. to first class a few times by, by doing just that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I find the exchange of money works really well as well. Oh, so. bribes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bribes. Yeah. That's uh, that's a negative side of social engineering. I don't usually employ that. Hmm. Well, it's not negative for them. They're, they're getting money. So <laughs> not sure what's, What's the problem there? Anyway, yeah. um, uh, so now the reason I want to have you on, Chris, is uh, to talk to me about social engineering and like entrepreneurialism, which is like what I am totally totes all about. So how do you see those two sciences like coinciding with each other, entrepreneurialism and social engineering? Well, um, I think that when you look at social engineering and being an entrepreneur, they are pretty similar in the fact that you have to be a risk taker to, a, to mm -hmm. be successful at either. Yeah. Uh, you have to be a little bit of a critical thinker to be successful yeah. at uh, mm -hmm. both of those fields. Yeah. Um, and you have to be willing to, um, to have some empathy, compassion, and be good at working with humans in order to be successful at either one of those, uh, those paths that you would take. Yeah, no, and I totally, especially the the critical thinking, like that is so important. I, I look at a lot of people, I'm just like, uh, like you wore that today? Like I'm, 
I've got the critical thinking down. It's um, kind of one of my one of my superpowers. <laughs> um, it yeah, seems that, it. okay. It, yeah. it seems it. Yeah. So the risk taking as well. Uh, what are the kind of risks we're talking about with social engineering? I mean, you're just kind of schmoozing people, right? Well, you know, a lot of times we get paid to uh, break into highly secure buildings. Some of those buildings are armed. So you have to be willing to take risks and um, in entering those buildings and taking risks of hacking other people, um, you know, sending phishing emails, uh, vishing calls. All of these things are, are yeah. risky in nature. Yeah. Don't, don't just make up words on me here, uh, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's, um, okay, so I, I get what you're saying, though. That, that's, uh, that's cool. So speaking of uh, superpowers, you call yourself uh, the human hacker, which uh, when I first heard that, I thought it just meant that like you had like laryngitis or something. But that actually has it's – a, it's a technical term that has to do with uh, like getting into things where you might not be supposed to be. Um, so what do you mean by the human hacker? Because – uh, that's putting some cool ideas in my brain besides laryngitis. I mean, it's almost like you've already hacked into my head just with that one phrase. Like, I'm just like, wow. I have um, already. But, you know, what, what I mean by that is a hacker is someone who wants to understand how something works and then mm -hmm. figure out how to exploit it or better it or or bypass its normal uh, way of working. So a human hacker is someone who wants to understand how a human makes decisions how we uh, go about making those decisions and then exploit that or bypass those decisions um, to create a different path uh, to a decision. Okay. Um, totally lost me there, but uh, great. <laughs> so one of the big things when I'm like closing mega deals, like I do most Tuesdays is like, I have to detect deception because like people kind of try and screw you over and you can't have that. I mean, that's, that's something I've heard that you're really good at detecting deception, which is why <laughs> people listeners, you can believe that I'm valued at somewhere between 7.4 and 7.1 billion because Chris here <laughs> didn't detect any falsity right there. Anyway, uh, Chris, tell people what detecting lies looks like, or in fact, doesn't look like. Well, so first of all, you know, I, I hate to do this to you, especially on your own show, but mm. um, it's really not true that you could train someone to be a human lie detector right off the bat. Uh, okay. There is no one nonverbal that just says, oh, you're lying. It's a it's a series of of changes between comfort and discomfort with the ability to ask questions that you would be able to determine if someone was being truthful or not. So uh, detecting deception uh, involves uh, being involved in an interview process where you can watch someone's nonverbals and then watch for incongruencies between what they say and what they show. Hmm. I love finding incongruencies. Um, they're hard to come by and you can sell them for a lot once you find them. <laughs> um, that is okay. So that there's not just one thing. It's a whole bunch of things. Got that. Got that. Okay. So what is like one tip? Like if I'm in a business deal and somebody's saying something like what's, what's something I could be looking for? You want just one? Why? Yeah, just one. Oh, boy. I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, like if someone got, uh, oftentimes says something positive, like they say yes, but their head shakes no, or vice oh. versa, where they say oh. no, but their head shakes yes. That's mm. called an incongruency. I look for okay. those to determine um, that someone really isn't telling me the truth. Or another huge one is where someone – tries to act confident where they say something like, yes, but then they shrug one shoulder. And that mm -hmm. tells me they're really not sure about what they're saying. Okay. But you got to be familiar with people's medical history as well, because maybe he hurt his, uh, his shoulder at the gym or something. No, no, you don't. No, you don't need to be okay. familiar with their medical history. Well, if you were a human hacker, you could probably you could probably find it out. Uh, anyway, you definitely okay. don't want to do that. Uh, that's well, bad advice. That's, you know, that's terrible it's, advice. It's 
things you could find um, that, that, online. No, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's terrible so, advice. Uh, Chris, okay. The, another thing you talk a lot about on your podcast, which by the way, people, like I mentioned before, social engineer podcast, social-engineer.org. Check it. Give it a sub. You won't be sorry, Kay. Uh, he's he's um, He does uh, better on that podcast I than he's doing on this one so far. But something you talk a lot about is gathering information, which in the biz, you know, we, we call it OSINT. Um, what is that? Because I know what it is, but uh, the listeners don't. So why don't you tell them, uh, but pretend you're speaking to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's, it stands for open source intelligence. So uh, yeah. open source being that you didn't pay for it. You didn't get it from a paid for database, uh, but you found it openly on, on the web, you know, using Google searches or other databases on the open web. And you were able to find that intelligence uh, using open web searches. Okay. Open web searches. I got, got that. Okay. Um, so and you can find all kinds of sorts of information on there. Like what is, what is the craziest thing? Like you found like, you know, uh, on like open OSINT. Like, oh boy. I mean, just a few weeks ago we found, um, a bunch of people's passports and driver's license, uh, pictures of them that they were uploaded to servers. We found, um, people's home-based web cameras wide open, no passwords. Wow. <laughs> that um, would be awkward. Yeah, really awkward. Um, oh, man. Now the list goes on. We found that just so many terribly awkward things that have occurred. Yeah, oh, they're really yeah. messed up. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. And that's why, you know, if, if somebody hacked into my uh, security cameras on my house, they just see 24-7 party going on and a lot of winning. So, uh, Chris, you well, cover I'm, so much. I'm, I'm in your, your cameras. It's <laughs> kind of boring man no no well you know i gotta uh the party has to take a take a break while i'm recording a podcast here chris so (laughs) can't have the the noise in the background you know yeah yeah okay gotta have that okay so we only have so much time so let's hit a few things uh really quick pretexting okay what is it and how do we nail that for winning when it comes to business and life just like the whole pretexting thing well so pretexting is the the act that you're going to put on like who you want to be so um we're talking about pretexting like yeah yeah, yeah, like when you're when you're composing a text, but haven't sent it yet. No, 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 no. no. That, that's not pretexting. Uh, no. Yeah, it is. No, no, okay. that's not pretexting. That the pretexting in a social engineering sense is the act of who you're going to be when you enter the building or when you send the phishing email. And in life, let's say you're going on a job interview, it's who how you want to portray yourself. So, if you're going for a job interview. In an office building, you know, how do you want to dress? How should you be groomed? What should you look like when you enter that building? How should you be prepared? All of these things um, involved your, from your your physical grooming to your to your your the clothes that you wear will all um, portray a an image of how you are perceived, and that could help you win at at business and at life. Okay, um, I like my definition better, Chris. I think we're gonna I, I, first, I, we'll, we'll cut that part out. I just um, don't so think, one skill, uh, Chris, that I'm particularly good at is interrogation. Lost yeah. a lot of CSI, a lot of Law and Order. I've I've got it nailed. So basically, yeah. uh, people cower when I walk into the room to to negotiate because it's like, tell. oh man, here here comes the interrogator guy. So what is the 60 second version of becoming a world class interrogator? I would say not listening to this podcast. Uh, would hey, be one. Well, we haven't had an episode specifically on that. That's why I'm asking you right oh, now. Oh, okay. Um, 60 second version of becoming a world class. I don't know if there's a 60 second version of becoming an interrogator, man. I, That's you, why you I asked can't. you so you could create it. 
right you, now. You, you can't become a yeah. world-class interrogator in 60 seconds. That's impossible. Well, but it could be done if you no, really want to. No, it. if it could be done, then, then there would be somebody sitting on an island that they owned making billions because they would be creating world-class interrogators in one minute. That's yeah, not, that's, it's not physically possible. We're, we're Facebook friends, Todd and I. Um, no. okay. You're not going to answer that question. Okay, we're going to. No, no, no. This, this is really going off the rails, Chris. Um, <laughs> let's, let's try and get this back on here. Okay? Yeah. So um, one of the skills that you teach, uh, my favorite, <laughs> I think has to be influence. Okay. Another one of those social engineering skills that I, I totally rock. Like people call me the influencer's influencer because I, I influence those who influence. So I actually, we just did, we had a recent interview with an Instagram influencer. He's an Instafluencer, as we call him. He was, he was so impressed with uh, me and my influence skills. So there's nothing that I need to know about this particular one because really got this one nailed. But um, just tell the people just a bit of what real influence is in a social engineering context and how it can be a employed in the business sphere and what is the best way to successfully influence someone to do what you need them to do and make you win. So go ahead and answer the second one first. So wh- why 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 am I here? You should just interview yourself for the show. <laughs> you and, know, and that's a really good point. I mean, you could just have the the Brian Johnson show. Uh, Brad, Brad, sorry, Brad, Brad yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Should I just interview okay. yourself? <laughs> okay, yeah. You, you know, know that I, that might not be a bad idea because, like I said, this this kind of went off the rails. Yeah, um, I, I, Chris. But I mean, yeah. you know, to, to help your audience get some real knowledge, let me help with this question. Right. So, influence is uh, defined as getting someone to want to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So, like a different than manipulation because they want to do it. And um, a very, very smart man, smarter than both you and me put together. Uh, named, no, no, that's true. It's, it's very true. Dr. Robert Cialdini, uh, he studied, he's a social psychologist who studied uh, influence for decades. He's written a couple of books on it, but uh, the most famous is uh, actually entitled Influence. And mm-hmm. he defined six different principles of influence. And in those principles, he helps us to understand how it is that we get people to feel uh, a feeling of indebtedness to us. Mm. Oh boy. Am I, am I boring you? Well, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a book like, um, you know, I, I, I read a lot of books. I, I have my VAs actually read books and they kind of summarize them for me because, you know, who's got time for that? But uh, that's great. Um, you know, I'd say, Chris, you've been so generous with your time. And uh, I've been even more generous in giving you this platform. But you can thank me later off air. Anyway, um, in the last few moments together, anything that you want to plug or just let the millions of listeners out there know before you go? Um, if you want real information on social engineering, you can find it at social-engineer.org social-engineer.com on our podcast uh, human hackers our twitter you can follow me on those and come out to the conference i'd love to meet the listeners uh, of this show if you're not like brian i mean brad um well <laughs> they're definitely not I, I can tell you that that's why we're, we're working with them we're trying to get no, them no, no no please come work with us we would <laughs> love to help you yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Chris, no last name <laughs> from the Social Engineer Podcast at social-engineer.org. All the links are down below. Go ahead and Maggie. check him out. Check Ed him out. Maggie, I promise you, you're, you're going to learn something, okay? I wrote four um, books. You, you may have to, yeah, just kind of learn a uh, little slower than you would on this podcast, but oh who knows? God. It may even help you. Uh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> We're going to have to do this again soon, bro. Yeah, call me in a decade, man. <laughs> It'll be uh, uh well, I'll probably I'll probably pretext you. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Brad Johnson Show.
where every episode we bring you tips, tricks, interviews, advice, and answers to fix the mess that is your life while helping you stop being a loser and start winning in business, health, and your personal life. Show us your face, tweet us your tweets, and insta your grams at Brad Johnson Show. The Brad Johnson Show. Winners only. If there's one thing that I know, it's business. But I know many things. And I also know that you don't need to worry, because you aren't the only one. You aren't the only business that needs help. You aren't the only person that has a hard time finding the right help at the right price. This is where Business Bloodline becomes your bloodline to temporary and permanent staffing. Business Bloodline specializes in hiring internet workers to creatively solve problems for your business. Business Bloodline does all the vetting and only delivers candidates that make sense for your needs and at a cost that you can afford. But 60 seconds isn't enough for me to tell you why hiring through Business Bloodline is safer, cheaper, and less time consuming. I would rather show you. To get more information or business consultation, visit businessbloodline.com. If the job can be done on the computer, Business Bloodline can find a match. Visit businessbloodline.com and be sure to tell them that you heard about them on The Brad Johnson Show to get 10% off your first hire. Businessbloodline.com. And remember to tell them, Brad sent you.